Going beyond the headlines to the deeper issues. 96.3 WHUR and HUR Voices, Sirius XM Channel 141. This is the Inside Segment, where your questions and comments matter at 202-319-7810. Join the conversation. Welcome back to the Daily Drum on WHUR and Sirius XM Channel 141. This is a truncated edition of the Inside Segment. I'm Harold Fisher. The 2024 presidential election is just nine months away. The answer to who the next president will be is anybody's guess. But we do have some insight into the minds of black voters in one key state, thanks to a new poll released last week by the Howard University Initiative on Public Opinion. Joining me to talk about the fascinating results is Dr. Terry Adams Fuller, director of the Howard University Initiative on Public Opinion and Associate Dean of the Howard University Graduate School. Dr. Fuller, thank you so much for joining the conversation. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. This poll focuses on Michigan, which is conducting a primary right now. Polls are expected to close at 9 o'clock. Why Michigan? Well, we know that Michigan was one of the key states that won Biden the White House during the last presidential election, so we thought we would uh, focus on Michigan. We also collected data on um, other states around the country, and we will be releasing that report uh, this Friday. Yeah, I was looking at some of the results of of the Mm -hmm. poll, and one of the things that I find particularly interesting is that there is a huge surge for supporters of of Donald Trump. To what Mm -hmm. do you attribute that? Well, that's something that we're we're working on uh, digging a little deeper into. Um, But we can attribute it to uh, a handful of things just anecdotally. Uh, We know that uh, people, there's more and more disinformation that's going out into this public sphere. I think people are forgetting some of the um, non-flattering things he has said about people of color in the past, as well as you see, think about what just happened over the weekend. People are looking at those issues through different um, lenses, if you will. I think that uh, people are still frustrated about where they sit in the economy, even though the economy hasn't, has gotten better, much better over um, the Biden time in office. And in fact, we are now out of recession and we, uh, some of the key decisions that were made are created a soft landing for us to um, not really experience a recession in, in this year, that people aren't necessarily linking that up to the current president. And so the frustrations of not being able to pay for, for things or the prices increasing and, um, people not necessarily having the money to do things they feel like they need to do or want to do, I think it's making them look at a different alternative rather than just going with the Democratic candidate. Talk to me about some of the strongest issues mm-hmm. that well, we asked, black voters were concerned about and the things that they were not concerned about. Right. Okay, so we asked them what were your top concerns and <clears throat> across parties, it included, first, economy and jobs, followed by affordable housing. Third was income inequality, followed by racial justice, affordable health care, and then a pro-choice, so women's rights. 
to their reproductive health. So those were the top six. The bottom three were mentioning the military, pro-life, foreign policy, as well as LGBTQIA plus rights uh, tied in third place. And of course, so who were you talking to? I'm sorry, say it again. I, and when I, I ask who you were talking to, I mean, what kind of educational levels were we talking about? Obviously, Michigan is a very diverse state. Mm-hmm. It has the highest, highest number of Muslim Americans in the mm-hmm. country. Right. But who were the most responders? Right. Okay, good question. So uh, the most of the respondents were women at 65%. Most were single at 60%, and roughly 38%, I believe it was, no, I'm sorry, 58% were under the age of 40, so mainly we're talking to young people here. Most of the sample would be considered uh, making um, less than middle class um, wages, if you will, at uh, 73% or less than, of the household income, less than $50,000. In regards to religion, most of the respondents at 40% had no religious affiliation, but noted that they did have a belief in God, followed by 18% identified as being evangelical, 16% identified as mainline Protestants, 9% spiritual but not religious, and then only 2%, unfortunately, in this sample were uh, identified as Muslims. Oh, and I didn't answer your question on education, so if I could just say that really quickly. Sure. About 39% of the sample... Uh, reported either having some college or an associate's degree. Mm. What do you think are the biggest concerns about President Trump in this poll? Mm-hmm. Well, we asked respondents uh, questions related to what were their top concerns associated with each candidate. So for Trump, it was uh, the first one at the highest, I should say, at 29% was morals and values of the candidate, followed by 28% of being his track record. And then for Biden, 38% said his age, which we're not surprised about. All of the polls are showing that. And then 17% of the sample, the next highest category, reported no concerns at all. Yeah. the I'm looking at it now, and it says, and this is interesting to me. Mm-hmm. It says 29% morals and values of the candidate and 28% the track record. And I guess if these are some of the biggest currents, concerns about the former president, I, I just want to go back a little bit more and try to figure out what do, to what do you attribute that surge? It, it's just amazing to me because you spoke about this before, about some of the things that were said earlier this said this weekend, the the thing about the gold tennis shoes, about black people liking tennis shoes, about black people uh, being able to connect with him because of his mugshot and mm-hmm. his so-called being persecuted in, in the courts mm-hmm. and really trying to connect with some of the the, the biggest stereotypes, negative stereotypes in the black community. Right, right. Um, I think it's still largely a mystery and we need to kind of delve a little deeper into, in fact, we're going to do 
a follow-up study where we just focused on black males and Latino males' um, opinions about the, the upcoming election to, to try to get at some of what you're asking here, though. But if we think about it, people tend to gravitate towards negative news because subconsciously, you know, research shows that we crave ne- negative content. And so if you're thinking about, you know, all the news clips that are coming in and that you're, you're absorbing, whether it's social media or, or, you know, TV or the radio, that is going to play in your mind. And for some, they don't necessarily think about that in the seriousness of what it means to actually cast your ballot for a person who's going to run the country, is going to represent us in the larger world, is going to set the precedent from, you know, what's going to happen to our people and all people around the world from this point forward. And so I think sometimes people don't take it seriously enough. And as I was saying, I think if negativity is stuck in your mind, you're, you're remembering that person's name, you might develop um, maybe some sympathy towards him, particularly depending on what kind of news you're digesting and how his criminality is actually being played out in the information that you're digesting. Talk to me a little bit, if you can, about the Howard University Initiative on Public Opinion. Probably one of the most significant mm-hmm. actions of okay. the of the initiative goes all the way back to 2016 in a poll on Hillary Clinton. Right, right, exactly. So we launched our first poll, as you just mentioned, back in 2016, and even then, uh, about 10% of our sample, about 9 to 10% of our samples said that they were willing to vote for Trump at that time. But in terms of just kind of describing who we are, we are an interdisciplinary project that seeks to serve um, the black community. We seek to provide reliable information about black opinion and those things that we deem to be most relevant for our community. Um, the graduate school in collaboration with the uh, Ronald Walters Leadership and Public Policy Center supports the work that we do. And we are largely staffed by faculty from various disciplines who kind of donate their time to the various polls that that we do. And a lot of people like the fact that we are interdisciplinary, so we draw on expertise from communications, English, political science, psychology, religious studies, as well as sociology. You remember as we all do in 2016, all of the polls had Hillary Clinton defeating Donald Trump. Right. Just about every poll. That did not happen. Right. Right. So with that in mind, have polls changed Mm -hmm. since 2016? And for for the Howard University Initiative on Public Opinion, did did there need to be some reconfiguration or even some some rethinking about how polls were conducted, even as they are directed for the you know for the black community? Right, right. So, in terms of this polling in general, I think mm-hmm. that the data is only as good as the people are being honest about the question. And so I think there were a lot of people who might have been um, 
ashamed to report that they were actually voting for a particular candidate because of not wanting to be judged, even though they went into um, the cast a ballot for maybe a person that they didn't say that they necessarily was going to vote for. In terms of how we try to develop questions, we look at the ways in which we know that our community thinks about things and, and that we're not just one monolithic kind of, uh, we're not one, yeah, we're not a monolithic community. And so we try to ask our questions in a way that is going to um, appeal to people and uh, tap into their ability to understand what we're asking, relate to what we're asking. And um, so that's something that we take pride in, of actually having a great understanding of the people that we are actually polling. And because we come from a variety of different disciplines, we can call on our colleagues in psychology to tell us how, you know, maybe we should phrase something in order for people to um, maybe better understand a process that emotionally uh, we can tap into our political scientist colleagues and gain an understanding from their experience of previous polls and how things should be phrased. So it's just, um, you know, it's a beautiful process that we go through. So let me put you on the spot. Can yes, you give sir. me an example of mm -hmm. how any question might have been phrased mm. that may have been able to appeal to a a black voter in Michigan okay. that that would you hope would make them give an honest answer mhm mm mhm mm so can, can i take it out of the scope of this project sure absolutely absolutely all right so uh, we're going to be doing some work soon looking at people's um, responses to recreational habits. And so, you know, you can phrase something in a way that, of course you use standard English, but you phrase something in a way that someone might, all people will understand it, right? And then you can um, phrase something in a manner in which maybe if you're only connected to the culture that you would truly understand or be able to better understand, is a better way to put it, what we're actually getting at. So we think about those social and cultural um, realities that exist in our communities. Uh, and I say communities because we are not just one community in the way we um, put together our polls. And in effect, and not necessarily in this poll, but in other work that we've done, we've asked people, you know, of course, which, what is your race? And then we go a little deeper, like, where's your family from? And so we can get a sense of maybe what um, people from the continent are thinking a little differently than people who are from the islands who might be thinking differently than blacks who were just uh, born and raised in the continuous U.S. You know, I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, if I were to get one of those calls, I mean, I would, uh, is, is the... Is the question like, okay, so are you going to vote for the old dude or the older dude? <laughs> 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 you know, uh, are you going to vote for the, you know, for the, you know, for the guy with, you know, with the implants or the guy who's losing his hair? Right. I mean, it, 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 you know. What you're hitting on, I think, is important because there are, the numbers aren't that different in terms of their age, right? 
but in terms of perception, and it's like once something gets out there, people just remember the last soundbite. And the more it's heard over and over and over again, that gets stuck in people's minds. So when you're thinking about, you know, what impacts what we do, it's what's in the forefront of your mind. It's what you've been hearing that you just automatically connect in with. And so it's, it's hard to change those perspectives once it's kind of been drilled in over and over and over again. So I think if the media can stop talking about age, that, that issue might go away. It's not going to completely disappear, but, you know, well, that's just my, my personal opinion. Yeah, certainly. Did you get any pushback from any of the, the calls that were made where people just weren't willing to answer questions or uh, so this this survey was actually done online but when okay we do the call you know for every one completed call you might have gotten i don't know 100 rejections so you do get quite a few uh, rejections when you're making uh, the doing the, the calls through the i'm sorry doing the poll through the telephone call but i i think it's fascinating reading particularly even as we are waiting for the Michigan primary results. And I have posted a link on our website, on whur.com, and that's going to be live tonight after 8.30 or so. So if you go to whur.com, you will see the link as well as hear the podcast for this conversation. Dr. Terry Adams Fuller, good work. Looking forward to more of those polls. We've got to get Howard out there to get into that poll action. Thank you so very much. Uh, thank you so much for the opportunity. Sure thing. That is the Daily Drum for this Tuesday, February 27th. I'm Harold Fisher. Good night. <laughs>